Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be sharing valuable lessons they've learned in their years of ministry. the need for discipleship yourself. You're never going to outgrow that. And that's an important thing to remember because the responsibility really lies with you to seek that out, to make sure that there's somebody you trust in your life who knows you. And as Paul said about Timothy at one point, he's not or she's not looking out primarily for their own interest, but focused on Really and truly, what is God doing in your life? Today, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will remind you of your need for mentoring. Every follower of Christ can learn from the wisdom of someone who has been a Christian longer. No one outgrows their need to learn, so seek out a mentor who can help you and be willing to mentor someone else too, if you're asked. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 with the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. see people in their development spiritually they get all fired up they get you know excited and initially you know they're just so in love with the Lord and they're so in love with with other Christians and you know their pastor their leaders whoever their leaders may be and and they're just so you know in awe and and enamored with their with their leaders and and that lasts just a little while and as they begin to really dig in and 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 you know, they're thirsty, they're hungry for the word, and they're thirsty for instruction, and they pursue it everywhere. They're on the internet, they're all over the place, and they, they many times reach a point that they decide they're too spiritual to receive from the leaders God put in their lives. Kind of like teenagers that decide their parents don't know anything, and they find somebody else to listen to. Sometimes it's a peer, sometimes it's some wacko that they just decide, you know, it impresses them with eloquence or insight or whatever. But what I so respect about my own mentor, you know, even, even today, he will involve these young students in the issues that they face as a ministry. He'll ask them to pray and if God shows you anything, if, if the Lord gives you any insights, then please share them and, and, and he'll listen to them. And they, you know, they'll write them down and, and then pray about those things and just being open to whatever the, the Lord might want to say. And of course, he listens with discernment and doesn't just take everything that is presented as a word from the Lord as a word from the Lord. It may, it may not be. Sometimes it's just a kid, you know, with a lot of excitement who, who thinks they have a great idea. But remembering, just like the Bible tells us Jesus did, what is in the human heart. You know, none of us 
is spiritually mature. Even the Apostle Paul acknowledged his need for continued growth. But what this all means is that even our strongest disciple makers still need discipleship. So what I'm telling you is you never outgrow the need for a mentor. You never outgrow the need for discipleship yourself. You're never going to outgrow that. And that's an important thing to remember because the responsibility really lies with you to seek that out, to make sure that there's somebody you trust in your life who knows you. And as Paul said about Timothy at one point, he's not or she's not looking out primarily for their own interest, but focused on really and truly what is God doing in your life? What's best for you? And they're willing to say hard things to you. Does that make sense? Somebody that's willing to say the hard things. One of the reasons that Michael Berg is is still a mentor to me and he serves on our board as a church is that I have absolutely no doubt He's an encourager. He will support me. He's, he will, he will, you know, he'll be behind me. He'll be with me in whatever, you know, if, if I feel like the Lord's showing me, you know, something or vision or, or anything like that. But, but if there's sin, he'll step in front of me. He's done it before. He has no problem. Doing, I know he'll do it again. Do you understand what I mean? He'll say the hard things to me. You need people like that. Um, and you and I need to remain humble and teachable and, 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 and open to correction. These Corinthian leaders needed correction. And I believe the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, started out with maybe the, the most important point of correction. In, in 1 Corinthians 1.10, and I'm, I'm skipping through a little bit, but now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I'm of Paul, or I'm of Apollos, or I'm of Cephas, or I'm of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? So, so he confronts the fact that there's some things there, there's some divisions, there's some problems. That, and he, he says, you guys need to all be on the same page. That's the way we would say that, right? You need to be speaking the same things. Now, division in the church has to be confronted quickly and firmly. That's point number two. And it can seem minor, but it's those things that do damage. I had a conversation with somebody, this was a few years ago. And because he was a leader and, and he had made a statement, I overheard him making a statement in a, in a hallway that basically saying, somebody asked a question and he, you know, about something I had taught. And he said, well, actually, I don't agree with that. That's not what I believe. I believe da, 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 da. And young guy. So, you know, later on, I, I pulled him aside. I said, you can't do that. And he said, what do you mean? And I, I said, well, we have to be on the same page. What if I disagree with you? Well, then you need to come talk to me about it, but you can't be publicly contradicting what I'm teaching. He's like, but it's, it's not even an, an essential doctrine that we're talking about. I said, no, it's, it's not 
a doctrine that's essential to our salvation, but it's a core part of who we are as a church. And I told him like this, I, I said, you know, it, it, it's, it's like this, you know, you got a mom and a dad and, and a little toddler that they're trying to begin to teach table manners. And she's from Denmark, I'm from Georgia. She was taught knife in the right hand, fork in the left hand, and you, you eat that way. You've got in the knife in the right hand, and the fork in the, the left hand, you use the knife to kind of help yourself with the fork, and it's a coordinated effort. Well, I was taught the left hand stays in your lap. You only take it out of your lap if you need your knife. The fork is in the right hand. Now, if I'm teaching the kid the fork goes in the right hand, the left hand's in the lap, she's teaching the kid, no, the knife goes in the right hand, the fork goes in the left hand, do we really care as long as he eats? No, just eat your vegetables, kid. That's the bottom line. Eat your broccoli, right? It's all good. But, but if we're contradicting each other on this non-essential issue, who does he trust? Neither. Neither. And I, I actually had received an email from someone along that very line saying, you know, you've, you've got someone in leadership contradicting your teaching. If the leaders don't even agree, if the leaders don't even understand this stuff, then what am I supposed to do as I'm trying to learn? And it was a valid question, a valid, valid complaint. You, do you understand? Now, this, this young leader submitted himself to that. He said, I see your point. I understand what you're saying. From now on, when somebody comes with a question about something like that, I'll just direct them to go ask you about it. It'd be better if you ask Robert about that. I said, perfect. That's perfect. That's good. Because we're not trying to create clones. We're trying to create disciples. But we can't allow division in the church. Even on these minor points, we can't allow this to become a point of contention, a point of division. You see what I mean? Romans chapter 16, verse 17, we're instructed, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front. 
as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. But today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.